Wait, Wait what? what? Really? really? Okay. Okay. With your host, Lauren Weissman. This is a fully licensed theme song for the show. not a bestseller and it does not want to be one that's the episode title for wait what really okay episode 83 and it's also the title of my new book coming out on october 18th 2018 this episode is going to talk about the book but this episode is also talking about different pieces that you want to be thinking about anyways A lot of elements that are going into this book are things that i've shared in the past on stage in previous books online, in my blogs, even in podcasts, and it's coming together into one book. For this episode, take a listen to the ideas, the different elements, and these are things that you can apply before the book comes out, or you may be able to reference to other pieces of content I've already put up that may help and guide you prior to the book coming out. So you could kind of call that a preface or an introduction or a foreword from the author. Before we move on to the guts of the book, I want to tell you why I'm calling it this book is not a bestseller because inside of all branding, because inside of all promotion, advertising, all these things that are happening online, the hype is getting out of control. People are taking hype from books to music to businesses. Everything is the most exciting thing in the world. This book is a bestseller, even when it isn't. You look at these bestseller lists or you look at people claiming to have bestsellers where they don't. They're pushing an oversaturated hype that is taking the meaning away. And yet at the same time, inside of all this oversaturation, we're able to learn lessons as the public is growing smarter and smarter. Why are you going to sit there and constantly push the idea of a bestseller? Now, for some of the books that do, and this is something that needs to be understood, publishing companies... Marketing companies, PR companies will buy books in advance to make them bestsellers before they come out so they can call them a bestseller. So in a sense, it's not truly a bestseller. People just bought the books back. They warehouse them. They resell them. That does happen. On the same, on the same token, there are these scam systems out there where you can all of a sudden buy your way from 200 to 2,000, somewhere in between, and all of a sudden tag your book as a bestseller. There's a woman out in California doing this. It's BS. What happens is the way this works and how they create that is you are moving a lot of books for a second. Here's how it works. Somebody takes your book down to free most of the time or next to nothing. There's a promotional campaign. So a whole bunch of people from around the world are downloading an ebook. And they're usually getting it for free. So it really isn't selling, much less becoming a bestseller. Now, inside of that massive influx of downloads, the Amazon ranking number drops very, very low into a bestseller ranking. But it's a bestseller ranking that sits there for a second. And then what this person will do is they will take a screenshot of showcasing, hey, look at how many books are moving right now. You're a bestseller. Here's a sticker you can put on your book. Here's additional graphics. It's lying. Do you really want to bring out your authority, your expertise, your knowledge, your story, the authenticity of who you are, and start that out by pushing a lie? I don't think it's a good idea. Please don't. Now, 
yes, you have these national bestsellers and people pop that up there, but that word is dying. And then others are saying, I have a bestselling book and this is bestselling. No one will check up on me. More of the public is beginning to understand the Amazon rankings. They're beginning to understand these things. And also at the same time, where a ranking can go very low for a moment. I have, I look back on some of my books and there's certain things that happen inside of the music industry. I'm not really writing on that anymore. And this book is not about the music industry, but my number will jump down. Somebody orders a box of the artist guide to success in the music business or something happens. I mean, usually it's around Grammy time or other music award shows or something happens. And then all of a sudden there's an influx around a day or two. Then according to these other people, I have a bestseller. I would never put that out there. I've never said the artist guide to success in the music business is a bestseller. And I never will. Even when the numbers appear like that for moments, because as a whole, it's not a bestseller. And a lot of bestsellers no longer become bestsellers. So why sit there and hype and push with this message about, I'm a bestseller, I'm a bestseller. Why not flip the switch? Why not share content, share authenticity, share your authority with why people should buy it outside of the hype of something that it might not necessarily be? And even if you are a major writer, even if you are with a major publishing, publishing house, have all of this exposure. I'd love to read something on the cover or on the back or on the inside from testimonials, from things about what's inside the book. What about you? What about the author? What about this story? Let's dig into engagement over hype to draw more connection. And this goes with everything inside and outside of books. So for that reason or for those reasons, I've flat out stated this book is not a bestseller. And if by the smallest chance, and I'm not expecting it to be, if by the smallest chance this book does become a bestseller, I'm not going to list that anywhere. Because if it is a bestseller, it'll be a bestseller for a very short moment, and then it'll move on to whatever's next. And what a better segue than to move on to what's next regarding this book. Now, the layout of this book, it breaks down into six parts. And at the same time, your business, your brand, breaks out into a lot of ways, six parts when it comes to how you're organizing your brand, how you're organizing your content, because your brand and your content goes much further than just the logo, than the typeset, than the color. It digs deeper into the content, into the continuity, into the engagement, into the intention versus the, uh, I'm sorry, into the intention versus the perception of what's coming at people. And at the same time, the authenticity and really to push that authenticity right now is the best thing you can do. Stop using the overhyped, screamed at, over-aggressive, overly dominant approaches. People are getting tired of them. Yes, they worked for a while, but people are getting tired of them because they're hearing it in every single direction. Wouldn't it be nicer to hear a message that's true, that showcases authority from someone's expertise, from someone's knowledge. And regardless of whether you're writing fiction or fact, whether you're writing a guide, whether you're writing a story, to share out the elements over pushing the cell is going to continually engage the three audiences. That's what that circle with the three little circles on top of each other inside of the new book cover is. I represent that as the three audiences. It's something I come back to in almost every talk that I have. It's the people that love you the most, the people that are kind of familiar with you but haven't crossed over, and then the people that have no idea who you are. In that, 
in your brand, in your messaging, to be able to respect those three audiences and not just the focus of the people that have no idea who you are, you will build a better foundation for your business. You will build a better brand. You will engage more. All too often, people are forgetting about their biggest fans, their best customers, because they can represent a great voice beyond just give us a like or give us a testimonial. Real estate is a big one in this area. I talk to a lot of real estate agents. I continually say, make sure your content is just as strong for the person that bought a house through you. And that, yes, you're going to share about new houses, but sharing about your views on real estate, things about kitchens, homes, making references to TV show homes, how they would work, how they wouldn't work. I've, I've referenced this in a real estate episode where I said it'd be really interesting to talk about Jack Tripper from Three's Company and this kitchen that he had and of all the places that he could live and, and his restaurant. Would a chef really want to be in a place that had that small of a kitchen? And he seemed to be doing pretty well for himself. Maybe it was to be with the other two girls. Who knows? But point being, vicarious connections to the existing customer, to the existing fan, keeps them engaged. And then something that engages them might make them share it by their choice, not being told to. As opposed to a high majority of these real estate people saying, share this, here's a new property, this is the best property. Oh, you know, and it's, it's funny, it's the same thing with, with cars. This is the best time. There's a... A car company here in in Florida, and they finally stopped running uh, this particular ad. They had this spokesperson, and it was the best time to buy a BMW until next month when it's the best time. Right now is the best time. Right now is the best time. It's constantly the best time. We've lost the sense of best, and inside of that, that it almost insults the existing fan. I thought I bought my car at the best time. Now all of a sudden it's the best time. So you lied to me. I'm not going to go to you anymore. I'm going to get a car somewhere else. We can get away from the opposites. And what I mean the opposites is not saying the best, talking about it's the best time to buy a BMW convertible in July. Because right now to be able to put that top down all summer, there you go. Bring in a little bit more detail so that there's an exclusivity for that moment. But then at the same time, when you talk about something in August, maybe it's the best time in August to buy a four-wheeler or something else if you're heading north, if you're in Florida. Tie into the weather, tie into school, tie into work, tie in to all these different areas as opposed to just these blanket statements of bestseller or best time. I see a lot of speakers and I join them on stage and I, I always quietly laugh. I'm so excited to be here. Sometimes it feels like fillers and maybe it is genuine, but it's a thing that we have to think about with intention versus perception. I'm so excited to be here. And then they read just like the best time to buy a car. I'm so excited to be here and I'm so excited to be here. This turns into the content and the brand of explaining why. I'm so excited to be here because I love this town because this couple reasons beginning to build this authentic truth, sharing that truth, being engaging so that people feel connected with, as opposed to slowly feeling like this is said everywhere. A lot of these speakers, they're being, for lack of a better word, caught. 
They're being seen that it's the same fanfare, the same lines, and it's turning people off. More people are getting smarter. More people are seeing the oversaturation. They're seeing the phrases that are used by everyone. They're becoming smarter than you might realize. So to template that message, it can get you in trouble. This is where it comes to the evaluation. And this is where it comes to both the book and what you want to think about with your brand and your message. These are the six stages. Brand evaluation. Brand development. Brand strategy, brand building, brand activation or reactivation, and brand engagement and the endurance of it. Inside the first section, the evaluation is about looking into yourself, looking at the videos, looking at the audios, looking at what you have out there, what's written. Are you saying the exact same thing as everyone else? Because if you are, why is anyone going to listen to you? This is the clarity, the uniformity of your message. So creating that and going back a couple steps, or if you're building it, taking these first steps to understanding your business, looking at the options and the opportunities that you offer for who you are, what you deliver, and things outside of your business in that, where you come from. In a way, it's making the complex simple. It's simplifying a message so that that message dials in to who you are. Taking care of these essential aspects of your brand, of the message, of the delivery, of the tone, of how you want to present this foundation, then it carries to a different level. This is where you're aligning and setting up and at the same time understanding the vision. It's a different style of thinking to allow for people to have a better understanding of you. And again, coming right back to what I said before. The intention versus perception. Just because something makes sense to you, just because something is coming from your heart, just because just because it's right for you, doesn't mean it's going to read for other people. The next part is going to is inside of this evaluation is the compliance of you. The rules of the game. Everybody's like, oh, I want to break the rules. That's fine. Learn them first, then break them. Now, what are the laws? Where is the credibility and consistency of your brand? From what you have from a dot com to a dot org to a dot biz to the different social media sites. And what about the due diligence? When you're naming something, well, I got a great name. Who else has it? Copyrights, trademarks, domains, images. Are you using images that are not free? Did you just grab something off the internet? What happens, and this inside of the evaluation of the implementation, the creation of your brand, do you really want to put the foundation on something illegal? A lot of people say, should I worry? Yes, always worry. It can be a positive thing. It's worrying about what you have, the due diligence behind it, making sure that what you're using is not going to come back and bite you in the rear side while it's, de- <clears throat> while it's developing. But at the same time, hey, when it gets down the road and you become incredibly successful, that's when the wolves come to play. Proving your brand by showcasing your right or you can be. From auditing the layouts of your finances to auditing the stories and inside of all the aspect of the incorporation and the financial organization of your business. That is all part of brand evaluation. Your brand goes much further than the logo, like I said. And then, are you combat ready? Can you prove the methods? Can you prove your systems? Can you prep the financials, whether you're looking for money or you want to show how money's working? 
making sure that all the info is coming in clean, going out clean, and that you have this layout that is going to allow, and, and coming in again to the editorial calendar, layout of understanding what's going to be created over the next three months, six months, 12 months, having this stuff in advance, it makes you that much more bulletproof. Maybe not completely, but pretty, you know, pretty on par. As this development goes in, as this evaluation runs into development, it's looking at all the details. It's formatting the business and not just the business itself, but the variable messages and the varying messages. It's not picking one theme or one ad and pushing that. What are the different ways that you can say the exact same thing, but with a different tone, a different voice, a different person? Looking to all these things, best case, worst case, everywhere in between. And looking at the continuity, it all drives back to that main brand. But how can you reach the widest audience? Some people, they spend so much time trying to find the exact audience that I believe they miss out on much larger audiences and much larger opportunities. They see branding as chaining them down and only being able to use one form of messaging. You can switch that message. You can use branding to have that foundation main area, main message, but then embellish, supplement, share different ideas, elements that might have nothing to do with you. Maybe you're all about music and you share some marketing that dials into sports. Maybe you're a law firm and you talk about something that doctors talk about. Anything that might have nothing to do with you can draw people back to you vicariously. Then inside of implementing things, Where are the words and the phrases? Where's the tagline, the one-liner, the bio, that call to action that goes on the bottom? This, again, hitting back to those three audiences, the call to action and the cells on the bottom. You engage the people with the content on top. And the people that already know you, they can see the call to action coming and they can look away, but they they were engaged with that content. The people that don't know you, they might read that. The people that might be on the cusp, maybe this time they'll read it and cross over. But if the call to action in the cell is constantly on the top, in your advertising, in your content, in your online blueprint, it's going to turn those people that already know you away. And it's going to disconnect them from potential content that could draw more interest or make them want to share about you. It's not that assumption about the likes. And really, I don't care what they say. The likes don't matter. There are people that have hundreds of thousands of likes, hundreds of thousands of followers, and they're not making a penny off of their business because they bought those likes, they bought those followers, or for that matter, they've completely ignored the people that genuinely and organically like them, pushing so much effort to the people that don't know who they are that they're blocked. They're no longer followed. They're not seeing those messages. This, I'll like you if you like me back. I never play that game. If I'm going to like someone, it's because I want to see them in my feed. I want to see what they're doing. And when I see someone in those, those fake spam messages, get away from that. Oh, I'm going to automatically send this because I just wanted to introduce myself. I love when I get messages. And I even got one. There was a, a, a former client. He didn't do so well. And then he went off on his own to, to build up a branding strategy consulting firm. And he he followed me. I thought I'd be nice and follow him back. Just being nice. 
Immediately I get the spam message and it is just hyping the hell out of this cat. I can see that your brand isn't exactly where it needs to be. I've come under, I've worked under this. Da, 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 da. I mean, he actually mentions at one point about working under me. And I'm, I'm just, I'm like, okay, this spam is exactly something. And it's exactly a message that I don't want to see. I don't want to read. And he really shouldn't be putting out inside of that array of a brand message inside of everything. Would you say the exact same thing in front of your hero as you would in front of someone you're hoping is going to hire you? You can still make that message. You can still create a continuity that respects those that you admire as much as respecting those that you want to admire you or hire you. Think about that. Think about how you can draw in and have continuity with a message. Not saying you should set that as the end-all, be-all spam message. But as opposed to these massive spam messages, why not add into your calendar five minutes, 10 minutes a day to, to as opposed to the super follow back and this and that and all that crap, step back from that and say, I'm going to five people that followed me. I'm going to go onto their page. I'm going to click through to their website. I'm going to take a second and write four sentences that directly relate to them. You never know where that kind of conversion is going to be. And it can be a stronger conversion. And maybe you're not necessarily going to get to everyone. But it becomes a lot more true and a lot more authentic if you're showcasing that individuality, that personality. That's better converting. That's better selling. And then as you, as you move through these phases inside the book, from the building to the activation of the brand, it's the engagement and the endurance of the brand. Regardless of how big you get, regardless of how good things are, to continually sustain and compound messaging, videos, audios, images that showcase your authenticity, that showcase your authority, that continue to keep that message and at the same time draw previous messages back out. That's much better compounding than opening up your computer and saying, I need to do something on Facebook. From the editorial calendar of planning out the content and the advertising and the marketing you're going to put out, to the tracking to know what every blog is that you've put out, where those pictures are, links to them, because then the recycling, the regurgitation, and the reuse can be that much stronger for all of your material. These ideas inside of this podcast, Wait What Really Okay podcast, episode 83, I'm discussing the concepts that are going into my new book. But I'm also talking about the things that you can start working on right now. You don't need to wait till October 18th. There's plenty of content that's, that's up on my site, that's in previous podcasts, that's in videos. But at the same time, even just talking about these ideas, take a second, stop, think about them. Think about where you're piecing things together, where things might be weak, and also who you're listening to. I'm not saying by any means I'm the end-all, be-all. But are you listening to certain life coaches that all they're feeding you is motivation with no information and zero direction or telling stories that don't apply to you? Well, I did this and this and this and I worked on this. I did this. And okay, for someone that had a multi-million dollar budget, maybe you don't have that same budget. Maybe this is someone to listen to if you have millions of dollars. But the application of your brand, the creation of it, 
the way that you evaluate, develop, strategize, build, activate, and then continue the engagement is key and it has to be you. You can be inspired by other people. You can read up on those stories, but carbon copying some million dollar success when you're starting with a hundred bucks in your pocket is going to make you fail. Take the time to align the message and personalize it. As you look at what you're putting out, as you look at things in the past, you can do your own self audits. You can look what's working, what isn't working. Again, the new book is called This Book is Not a Bestseller and It Does Not Want to Be One. The subtitle is Precision Brand Strategy, Psychological Marketing Approaches, and Vicarious Engagement Tactics Rooted in Humility, Honor, and Humor for Entrepreneurs and Businesses at Every Stage. It will be available on October 18th, 2018 in paperback, ebook, and audiobook. And I hope that the messages that you've heard inside of this podcast, regardless of whether you buy the book, regardless of whether you listen to other podcasts, look at some of my other videos, see the wise words or anything else that I put out, that it just made that it just sparks something to make you think, what could I what could I be doing a little bit differently? to align my brand, to make my brand easier, to make the cost less expensive, to compound the message so that every aspect of branding, promotion, and marketing is moving me forward. And it's not linear, you know, throwing darts at a wall and hoping for something and then just doing it all, all over and over again. Because the end result that I'm looking for from any client, from anybody reading this book, from anybody engaging or working with me, is for you to be able to spend less time, for you to be able to spend less money, for you to be less stressed out and be that much more effective with what's being created off of a blueprint and a foundation that works specifically for you so that you can spend more time, you can allocate more resources, more people, and more money to the business that you want to be working on over the business that you're trying to advertise. This is Lauren Wiseman. Have a good one. Really? Okay. Okay.